Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. <laughs> boy almighty are we live live at five live at five well actually um what i wanted to say get on here is uh welcome everybody back to undaunted pursuit podcast hattie glad to have you we are glad that y'all are back in the undaunted pursuit house i uh I think I'm a little bit hyper because I had a bunch of Kit Kats before I got on the podcast. So I've got a lot of sugar running through the old body. Oh, you- <laughs> I should do this more often. Yeah, <laughs> nah, no kidding, right? <laughs> um, you know, and, and maybe it's because we are... I, I tell you what, this, this screen lag is really kind of distracting me because I can see my movements um, a long time after I've already done them. So here I am just doing all this stuff like this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I can still watch <laughs> it falls behind, but uh, no, here's, here's, here's the truth of the matters. Uh, Marshall is, you know, you're committed to a podcast and uh, l- let me back up a little bit. Um, Maybe we're we have just a little bit more energy because uh, we're starting this just a little sooner. And I had to I had to get off because we've got things going on this evening. Um, the kids are going to like a uh, it's called Adventure Kids or Adventure Club or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like Awanas, but our church is it, it's called Adventure Club at our church. Yeah. So, um, and then we want to eat dinner as a family and all that stuff. So, um. So maybe that's why we have just a little bit more energy today. But you know you're committed at a podcast when you purposefully take off of work early just to come to the podcast. Come on now. It doesn't get any more committed than that. <laughs> if you're taking off work early, the place that feeds your mouth and puts money in the bank to do a podcast, hey, it don't get any more committed than that. I'll tell you what. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so anyway, so there you go, guys. I took off early to be here with you guys. And so, yeah. And we've got another another exciting thing about tonight's podcast or this week's podcast is we're um, chapter six is a really good, really good chapter. Mm-hmm. It is. Got a lot of good stuff going on. Heck yeah. Anything new happened this week, Marshall? I don't I don't really have much to Um not not like amazing crazy stuff. Uh I think I sent you that picture yesterday of the new faucets that we bought through Amazon. You know, I wasn't sure how those were gonna be. Yeah. Like, of them. And um you know, they're really sturdy, heavy duty, like they're really good quality. And you know, we paid fifty eight dollars per faucet. And at Home Depot, I'm pretty mm. sure they're like 150 bucks. So I saved a hundred dollars. Uh, actually, I Dang. saved 
dollars by going through Amazon and we bought some other stuff uh, for the house and we, we've been needing to do this stuff for a while. So we got a few things to replace and fix and stuff before next week. Um, cause my sister's coming down with a couple of her kids to visit and hang out for a few days. So I took off work for that. And, um, I may have cool. told, I may have told you about this a while back. I, uh, I contacted our little city. Uh, I live in a small town, like maybe 600, 500 and something people, small town. Um, mm. But um, I called one day and I was like, hey, you know, what are you guys doing about like the potholes in the roads and the things that need to be done? Like what's y'all's plan? What's what's the vision uh, for this place? And the guy said, well, you know, have you ever thought about getting on the city council and joining and, you know, and trying to make a difference. And I thought, well, not really. Um, but I'll think about it. Well, nothing much came of it. Well, tonight, um, mm. my wife got a phone call from the gentleman. Uh, he called a couple times actually trying to get a hold of me. So I called him back and I think he kind of forgot, um, that he'd already spoken to me private or previously, but uh, he asked me again, uh, cause somebody with the mm. city actually referred me to, um, you know, they have to vote you in, you know, kind of a deal. Um, but there's only like five or six people, right? There's right. Like, and so it's not like I'm running for president here or governor, you know, but uh, however, <laughs> something I'm thinking about doing, um, I'm going to go to next month to one of the city council meetings and just kind of see what they're all about, see what they're doing, see what the responsibilities are with holding a position like that. And just, you know, maybe I'll go and see if I can't make a difference and influence some people in a positive way. And, um, who knows? I don't know. It's something I'm thinking about. Got to pray about it. Uh, but other than that, not a whole lot going on. Work is good. Steady. Really can't complain too much. Life is good. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. Yeah. I'm thinking about running for city council next time. Some positions open up. So we'll see how that works out. You should. We could both do it in our own towns. And I thought it's like I told my wife, I said, city council. Then the mayor, and then the mayor of another town, and the mayor of a larger town. And before you know it, I'm the governor of Texas. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, I'm 70 uh, years old, running for the president of the United States. <laughs> there you go. There's some that would argue with you that I have, I was president long before that, even. I was, I still got. I still got guys. There was some wild hair that I got when I was in uh, a senior in high school that I wanted everybody to call me Mr. President. And still to this day, <laughs> there are buddies I graduated with that still call me Mr. President. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if I ever ran for president, I would choose you as my as my vice president and we would change this country. So many people will probably hate our guts, but I tell you what. Man, this place would turn around in four to eight years. Shoot, they don't even know. <laughs> World's not ready. The nation's not ready for us to. <laughs> no, they they wouldn't be. No, they couldn't for handle what it. I have coming down. <laughs> <laughs> no, they couldn't. They couldn't handle this duo. There's no way they'd be. Uh, they'd be freaking out. <clears throat> but I tell you, what would happen is the gospel <laughs> of Jesus Christ would get spread. That's for darn sure. Oh heck yeah. That'd be like top priority is number one is uh, in number one in God. We trust would become literal. <laughs> oh yeah. Prayer would be back in schools. Mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
There's only okay, male so and female. Marshall... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, don't get me started. Away, for sure. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> we don't need to we don't need to go down that road tonight. But what the the road that we do need to go down, Marshall, is I did not know. I want to I want to back up to this faucet thing. I did not know that Amazon was also shipping out like uh Sasquatches. Uh, you know, they must have <laughs> Are you like Harry and the Hendersons there? You got a Sasquatch living with you? Cuz that picture that you sent me um it it looked like it looked like old Bigfoot was just hanging out at your house. Uh, yeah. So what, what Aaron's referring to here is I sent him a picture of the, of the, uh, of the faucet and I'm holding it, of course. And you can see just the lower part of my arm and my hand and I'm a hairy guy. Okay. I've got, I got hairy arms. I was blessed with a significant amount of hair. Well, at least um, you got hairy arms. You know. At least I got hairy arms. At least my arms aren't bald, you know, I mean, whatever. But, so yeah, I guess if you want to call me a Sasquatch, hey, I'll take that. I'll absorb it. I'll run with it, <laughs> Mister President. I'm Mister Sasquatch. What you got? <laughs> being being hairy is part of being a man. Uh, you ain't kidding. You know, you saying that being a man and being hairy. I watched a video of this of this guy. I don't know who he is. But I saw him on uh, Facebook or Instagram. And he's a Christian guy. He's spreading the gospel. He's an older gentleman, a cowboy, he looks like. And he's got a big beard. <clears throat> and something that he talked about is men becoming men again. And he said, you know, I think a lot of the reason why you're starting to see a lot of men um, with with more beard is because, you know, men are starting to be manly again. You're starting to see, you know, men feel like they've had so much taken mm-hmm. away from them. And they're like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm taking a stand for what's right. I'm taking a stand for Christ. I'm going back to the roots and going back to the way God intended yep. it to be. And, uh, hey, I got my beard going. You got your beard going. Hey, we're just the bearded brothers, right? Come on. <laughs> That's right. You know, unfortunately, I there, there's one of two things happening with my beard here. One is I don't know how much longer it could get. Uh, you know, like, because it's my, my beard is not very long. But I just don't think it grows. My beard doesn't grow down. It grows out. It grows very, mm. you know, it, it grows outward. So I can't stand it. And the number two is I can't stand it to grow past a certain point outwards because yeah. I'm tired of it not growing downwards. And um, so, but anyway, I, either way, I have a beard. I love it. And I think every <laughs> man should have it. And it's funny you bring that. It's funny you bring that up, Marshall, that because. I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about the same thing. That's just like, uh, the stigma that, um, people have, they brought, they, they made the example that men are either superheroes or in like, if you're watching this, if you're trying to base your manly life off of what you see on TV, um, a man is either a superhero or he's always been portrayed. He's been portrayed here lately as, uh, the fumbling idiot, you know, in a, in a household. And I was like, well, that's, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good example of what society has tried to make the man, you know, mm-hmm. the male figure is just some, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like, I kind of pride myself in being able to do, I don't fit into that stigma. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, I feel like men used to be, 
you know, looked up to and revered and, and, and now men are just not all men, but a lot of men just aren't, you know, and, um, I don't know. It's time as us men to really stand up and be men, you know, stop being a bunch of sissies and, you know, stand up for Christ and stand up for your family yeah. and do what's right, you know, put your foot down, you know, I mean, stand up for what you believe in and stop being a sissy. <laughs> yeah. You can be, you can be a godly man and still be manly by the world, you know, by the world standards. I mean, we shouldn't strive to be, um, who cares what the world thinks of us, but you can still be a godly man and still act manly. Absolutely. You know, they think that that comes as a, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It gets misinterpreted. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Uh, yep. And you don't have to have a beard like, to be a Christians, man. As Christians, like we're supposed to just, but it helps. No, no. <laughs> but you know, it's it, it people tend to think some people do you know tend to think that if you're a christian you're just a pushover that's uh-huh. not the case no Heck no not at all if you think that about either one of us you got another thing coming i can promise you that much <laughs> <laughs> that's right but yeah anyway well so much so much pretty good there's several good little points in this first little stint of this podcast this week that are uh title worthy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We got all sorts of stuff going on in this bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but before we before we go on, did you did, did y'all so we, we we got some snow yesterday. We got about two or three inches of snow yesterday and overnight and this morning it's already melted and gone. It didn't mm. look like it snowed. But have y'all gotten any snow or you got some coming? No. Uh, we've got a bunch coming. Do you? We got, um, well, according to the forecast, I mean, it, we got a dusting last night and a lot of it melted off today, but it's supposed to get just downright cold here in the negatives, um, towards the, a little closer to the end of the week and into the weekend, it's supposed to be awfully cold. And so I had to, the reason we didn't get on last night was because I had gotten a trailer load of wood last week and I we bucked all the wood on Saturday. Didn't have a chance to get to splitting it until last night. And it's like, it was starting to snow a little bit. And I was like, we got to get this done. Let's, let's get this all split. Luckily, thank the Lord for friends with a wood splitter that have let us house it at our house. Cause oh. once you go wood splitter, you don't go back. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what I would do. Not Okay. I was sore enough having to split this wood and carry it to the lean to. Um, and Ashley, you know, of course, Ashley jumped right in and helped too. She ran the wheelbarrow and stuff. And, but after the night was done, lifting those rounds up onto the splitter and packing handfuls of wood while she ran the wheelbarrow, I was, I was a sore dude. And imagine having to split that all by hand. Some of it was, it's a little more green than I would want it to be, but mm-hmm. what do you beggars can't be choosers? I didn't have time to go cut wood this year, so um, because we just we just ran out of we ran out of summer, and uh, fire camp got us, and uh, so anyway, I'm having to source my wood. It's a little green. Splitting that by hand would have been just a 
I don't know. It would have taken me all night to get through five rounds. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, after talking about manliness, some might say that because you didn't use an axe to split it and then you use a splitter, that you're less manly. How do you feel about that, Aaron? I don't care what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh, I, I can swing I can swing a mall, but I like using that splitter, so I don't care what anybody says. I can split I, I can split three, four, five times the amount of wood in a couple hours than what you could do splitting it by hand. <laughs> hey, work smarter, not harder, right? The older you get, you gotta use your head. That's right. <laughs> Well, you know, it's just like uh, the other, uh, what was it, last year I was splitting wood and I was, I was sitting there splitting it. I had the boys putting the um, the rounds up on the splitting log and I, I go to swing and I just dropped down on one knee. I was like, okay, boys, my back like went out on me. And I was oh, like, geez. okay, boys, I, I need you to finish this because I, I can't get up. <laughs> so I that's it's say it's a back saver. Oh, absolutely. If anything. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There, I mean, honestly, if I had a wood splitter or log splitter, oh, I'd be using it all day long. I'm not about to stir and split wood for hours or days. It's just not worth it. If I can work smarter, yep. not harder, bomb it. I'm not afraid of hard work, but if I can use my head and make it easier on myself and get a lot of work done or get twice as much work done, oh, I'm all over it all day long. Well, you know, I've got, we've got, just think about it, Marshall. We've got a full-time job, whatever extracurricular activities the kids are in, uh, a podcast to run, and cooking to do, not just me, but uh, the family as a whole, and five kids. I, you know, I, I don't have time to sit and split wood by hand. <laughs> this takes the ease off of it. I can get this done and move on to the next project. A house to clean, uh, you know, sky's oh, the yeah. limit. Yeah. So yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt, no doubt at all. I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't have the kids or anything, but I completely yeah. understand. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, nope, not at all. Ain't no one got that. Unless you're retired, I guess. But then you might be too old to swing an axe. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. My grandma, she can, she can hold her own. She's eighty six or eighty something. But I think she could. I think she could probably outperform me on the on wood splitting. Well, I tell you, my my papa, he's ninety years old. He turned ninety last year, I think. Anyway, he's ninety years old. He still gets out there and mows and weed eats and trims his hedges and all that stuff. And they could very easily have somebody come and do it for him. But he gets out there, takes care of it himself. Ninety years old. Yep. I mean, come on. Yep. All right, Marshall. Let's uh, let's let's get into this. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I kind of want to cover because I I want to get through all of six tonight. Because, and the main reason for doing that is I want to get to the last part of six. And so we're gonna go. We're gonna take this first part of six and go through it kind of quickly because I want to get into the meat and potatoes of chapter six. And that's not in toward, uh, until towards uh, a little closer to the end, halfway through six. Uh, and and to the end, so uh, let's get into it, huh? Let's do it. The exciting part of the podcast. 
And now a word from our sponsor. Aaron, did you hear the word from our sponsor? All right, so here we go. Yeah, she's sitting right here. I didn't hear one. You want to know why? Because <laughs> you don't have any. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any, right? We need one. By the way, any of you guys listening want to sponsor this? We will gladly take it. Absolutely. And so, well, all right. So, chapter six, Luke chapter six. It's great. I was, I'm, I kind of excited to get to it. And like when I said that we were going to kind of blast through the first part of it, because I want to, there's like two really like good main sermons throughout the New Testament, in my opinion. I could be wrong. But, you know, one that we're going to cover tonight is and the, the sermon that, that Jesus preaches, the Sermon on the Mount. Wouldn't you say, Marshall? Like, this is probably one of the greatest. This is this. When we get into this it, towards the end of chapter six, this sermon that Jesus preaches is is kicking off the the new way of thinking. It's it's the official start to the kind of way I take it. I, I'm kind of rambling here, but it's it it he's going to put this out here as this is what he's here to do. This is how we should think. This is the new covenant. Do you have anything yeah, to no, add to that? No, I agree. I mean, I, I, I just like in chapter six, how there's so many teachings throughout the whole chapter um, from Jesus. I mean, he has, he's, he's got a lot to say right here in, in Luke chapter six. And so there's a lot of good information you can take from this and you, you can absorb. Now, last night when I was reading through this, I didn't read through all of chapter six last night. I listened to it previously but I did dig into the first part of chapter mm-hmm. six because it was talking about um, just the the Sabbath and all that. So I was, I was kind of digging into the Sabbath and trying to get a better understanding on all what that meant because I thought it was interesting myself. So I kind of dug into the opposite end of things. But I say we just dig into it and see where this goes mm-hmm. and get into the end of it and let's power through this. Yeah. So, of course, here in the first part of six, we're, we're on a – we're going to look at a couple of Sabbath days. Now, if you are following the Chosen series, and I thought this was kind of interesting, it, it's kind of creative of them, and I, I, I understand why they did this, but reading, you watch the show, and they portray this as happening all in the same day. He goes he goes to the synagogue, he heals, a guy, he heals the man with the withered hand, and then they show him walking through the field of wheat, picking the wheat and eating it, because they're obviously hungry, and uh, all on the Sabbath day and the Pharisees confronting him and all that. Well, when you go back and read it in chap- in, in this book of Luke, or this chapter of Luke, uh, it, it's, it's separated. It happened two separate Sabbath days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like you, Marshall, I, I want to encourage uh, everybody to go and read about what the Sabbath is. I, I've done a little research on on Sabbath and how, what they do and what they're... There's too many rules to to go through it on here, but, uh, because my family and I want to go to, want to go to Israel at some point in the very near future. And so it's like, Oh, I wanted to read about it and, and learn a little bit more about, because they're still practicing Sabbath over there to this day. So it's interesting. So go research that and, and see why what we're about to discuss was kind of frowned upon. And you'll, you'll notice that throughout the, throughout the whole Bible as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here we on one Sabbath day, we see 
Jesus passing through the fields of grain, and his disciples were picking these heads of grain like we had we just previously talked about, and and eating them, which was a big no no, you know, according to these uh, these uh, legalists. And they were so it says here that they were rubbing them in their hands and eating them. And, uh, of course, the Pharisees, being who they are, obviously following Jesus around, trying to find some way to uh, chastise him for... They're, they're, just, they're always trying to find something wrong with Jesus. And so, yeah. they're, what are you doing? That's unlawful on the Sabbath. Yeah, and the, and the, the Sabbath, the, the, the Jewish legal tradition about the Sabbath is that it's, it's forbidden to, to harvest on the Sabbath. I mean, they, they had like 39 different categories of things you couldn't do on the Sabbath. Like Aaron was saying earlier, there's all these different categories and laws and stuff that they were against on the Sabbath. Yeah. Oh, and just think about it. They they had they they were worried about these guys eating and yet didn't make any mention of them walking because that's even against the rule. Uh, the rules on the Sabbath, too, is walking so far is a big no, no, too. I I mm-hmm. I think right, Marshall. Say that one more time. Walking is even you know you can only take so many steps on the Sabbath day, right? You might be right. I'm not 100 percent on that because I haven't read all the different categories that they have. I was just really focusing on that on that on this one that they were talking about there in in the first part of chapter six. But I mean, there's a very good possibility. So he, you know, these Pharisees are confronting them all about about breaking breaking this law. And uh, Jesus, of course, as he does, not, and I'm not saying that uh, sarcastically, but I'm saying that Jesus is going to respond to him with a parable about, um, he, it's funny because he does kind of insult him like, have you not read the scriptures? And mm-hmm. he, he goes in explaining how, how David, when he was hungry, he, and, and those who were with him, he went into the, he, he called, it says in my Bible here, the house of God. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll kind of read this because it starts off in verse four, how he went into the house of God and took and ate the consecrated bread, which was, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except the priests alone. And how he also gave it to the men who were with him. Jesus saying to him, the son of man. So here he is talking, referring to him again. We talked about this in the, in last week's episode, I believe. Right, Marshall? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to point out again to these Pharisees. Maybe it was a different, uh, maybe it was a different set of Pharisees than the last time we, we saw him. Um, but he's, he's going to point out that he is over. He, the Messiah, Jesus is over the Sabbath. Yeah. Yep, and that's, that's something I was going to point out is that you know the uh, the creator is always greater than the creation. Like Aaron was saying, you know, he was over the Sabbath. So yep, yep. So you know, as we all know at this point in time, that Jesus can do what he wants because mm-hmm. he created, he created everything. So yep. then, it, and then the the story moves on to. It says in verse six, on another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue, he taught, and there was a man there whose uh, right hand was withered, probably uh, withered. I think we can all imagine that it was probably curled up, that it was it was probably uh, a lot weaker than the other one. Anyway, um, so here he, here's this guy with the withered hand. And, you know, Jesus, obviously, the scribes and Pharisees were watching him with, and it says in, it says in the, in my Bible here, with malicious intent. 
to see if he would actually heal somebody on the on the Sabbath day. Here we are on the Sabbath, and um, there's another one of those Sabbath rules: is you can't heal on the Sabbath or any it, pretty much any type of work was against the Jewish law. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus. Knowing everything, aware of their thoughts, he said to the man with the withered hand, get up and come forward. And uh, the guy gets up and he stands there in front of Jesus. And and then can you imagine this? So he turns to the scribes and the Pharisees and uh, and he, he says to him, and it says, Jesus said to them, I ask you directly, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save a life or destroy it? He's trying to he's trying to make a point here. Oh, yeah. It's like it. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, yep. it is better to do good oh, because no where we're going to see this story in this chap. Yeah. Cause where we see the story going in, um, in this chapter is he, he's going to be talking about, um, about how we should treat each other. If, if you don't have anything to add, Marshall, I'm going to no, go on. keep moving on. So after looking at them all, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And the guy did. And his hand was fully restored. And so, of course, this angered the the scribes and the Pharisees, and uh, they started discussing with each other what to, what what are they going to do? What are they going to do about this about Jesus? Mm-hmm. So let's see here. I was just kind of looking at the bottom here. So I here's something interesting in this in the little sub notes. Um, going back to the Jesus saying, "The Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath." Uh, regardless of the laws and customs that the Pharisees cited, Jesus has authority over the Sabbath. Jesus' claim of divine authority here is similar to his claim of authority to forgive sins. Hmm. Just to kind of give us a little... Yeah. Okay, so that that um, that last little bit in verse 11, Marshall, um, mm-hmm. they, were, they were filled with senseless rage. The term here uh, means irrational or mindless anger. <laughs> the parallels in Matthew twelve fourteen and Mark three verse six make it clear that the Pharisees at this point started to plot against Jesus in earnest after this confrontation. Yeah. All right. I was waiting. I was just waiting for you to see if you would have anything to add. No, I nothing to add on that. I'm ready to keep on going and get into the good stuff, the better stuff. <laughs> okay. I know, I know. I, that's why I said I just kind of wanted to go through this first part real quick, and um, and I'm not. I, I'm going to skip to the Beatitudes for this. Well, verse twelve through verse nineteen. Um, well, okay, verse twelve through verse seventeen. Sorry. Um, oh, dang. Okay, I keep. I, I'm sorry. Keep. Through, I got to keep 16. backing up. Uh, through verse sixteen. Yeah. yeah there you go. Um. He's explaining. So what I gathered, disciples were students. Right. And now you can see that Jesus is going to appoint these these 12 apostles now being able to they're they're all they're going to have um, they're going to be special messengers and personally chosen representatives of Jesus, the Messiah. Yeah. Instead of they they've they've upgraded now Mm -hmm. from from being just students to now they're apostles. So anyway, and then it, it, it go back and read it. And he, they list uh, the 12 that were, that Jesus chose. And uh, Jesus comes down and stands on a level place. Um, there's a large crowd <clears throat> along with his uh, disciples and a vast multitude of people. So multitude being 
many and uh and they, these these people were coming from all over um uh, to to listen to Jesus and to be healed even and it says even here in verse 18 even those with unclean spirits and uh people were trying to touch him because the healing power was coming was mm-hmm. was literally coming from Jesus yeah you know even just to touch him that he could he could heal him just from a touch you know just from people touching him so <clears throat> here we are we're to the we're to the good stuff the beatitudes like i said before <coughs> this message is ushering in the new covenant and how people should start acting and i i really love his wording here and he begins speaking blessed and it's when he says blessed it's spiritually prosperous happy to be uh admired are you who are poor in in that when he says in the uh when he says poor it's in spirit and those of devoid of spiritual uh arrogance those who regard themselves of as insignificant for the kingdom of god is yours both now and forever yeah and so going on verse 21 blessed blessed are you who hunger now for righteous uh for you will be completely satisfied which that <clears throat> I wanted to stop right there when he, blessed are you who hunger and that's that's something we should all do I, I find myself each and every day the more you study the bible the more you uh converse with god and you, you have a genuine hunger for righteousness absolutely and i mean that the, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say it's you know, what Aaron's saying there is very true. Is the more you pursue Christ, the more you dedicate that time every day with Him, reading His Word, studying His Word, spending time in prayer, talking to Him. I mean, the better it is. I mean, I you know I think the the, the closest I was ever to God and my relationship was the strongest is when I went through my divorce several years ago. That was when I was the closest, and because I was so close and I was so. Um, wouldn't say hopeless, but I was just like, I was, I was hungry for, 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 for God. And I was hungry to hear from him and hungry to do whatever it was he wanted me to do. And when you're that desperate to serve God and you want to, and it's not necessarily being desperate when you just want that so bad because you know, I mean, everything seems to be falling apart around you. That's when it's the best. I mean, that's that, that that's not heard the Holy Spirit speak to me th- yeah. for the first time in my life. So, absolutely, Aaron. Yeah, the more fulfilled your life will be. Yeah, the more you hunger towards that righteousness <clears throat> and right standing with God, the more fulfilling life will be. Mm-hmm. He goes on to he goes on to say, "Blessed are are, are you who weep now." What he's uh, for you will laugh. What that and the little in parentheses. Uh, Blessed are you, the, those who weep. You should be repentant, truly repentant over your sins, over the wrongdoings against God. Blessed are those people who who actually recognize that they are sinful, that they um, are not worthy of God's grace, but yet He still gives us grace and mercy. And we will laugh when this. We will have joy when the burden of sin is lifted. That that statement is so true, and that that part of that verse is so true. Because, I mean, I, I can't. T- I mean, I mess up every day, right? But there's been so many times when mm. I've been asking God for forgiveness, and in the midst of that, asking for Christ for forgiveness, I was joyful. I was filled full of happiness, and sometimes I actually laughed because I was just so thankful and so blessed 
by his grace and his forgiveness for me. Even though I knew I didn't deserve it and wasn't worthy of it, I was just so thankful because when somebody has that much love and grace for you, <laughs> all you can do is rejoice. Yeah. And and look at the theme here that as we go through these Beatitudes that uh, the theme is we tend to elevate people who of higher status and think that they're happy. These, the rich people, the successful people in, in, in quotations and the, the people that have more joy are the ones that put their faith and trust in God. The, the, these people that are those who are lower in status and humble, humble people mm-hmm. who he's pointing out here. Yeah, absolutely. And so it goes on in verse 22, blessed <clears throat> are you when people hate you and exclude you and insult you and scorn your name as evil because because of the son of man. So blessed are the people, let me put this into, we can put this into simpler terms and it, it you know, blessed are the people who are shunned because of their walk with Christ or mm-hmm. um, you, you see that a lot. Oh, he's, He's just another Christian, you know. He's we don't want him in our friend circle. You mm-hmm. see that a lot as an adult today. Oh, it's probably worse as an adult, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, people people tend to they don't want to. They think that you're going to judge them or whatever the reason is, and and so you get excluded from these these other these friend circles. Yeah, but and he wraps it. He he kind of wraps this up in verse twenty three on what we as believers can all look forward to and this is our you know despite everything the the persecution the the tough times and the whatever we think that may or may not make us happy in this life this is this is our prize at the end of the race is to rejoice on that day and leap for joy for your reward is in heaven so for your reward in heaven is great it's inexhaustible for their fathers used to treat the prophets in the same way for their fathers used to treat the prophets in the same way so our reward is in heaven mm-hmm. our our real home yeah. is heaven how great of a day will that be mm. <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> I made the statement to Ashley. We've been we've been talking um, in the mornings. We've been kind of going through Isaiah, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know how we got down this, how how we got to talking about this. But you know, I find myself more and more thinking that it's like I'm I'm ready. Not I'm ready for Jesus to come. It's like I I'm not I'm not saying this. You know, like I like I want to die. It's like. I'm ready for Jesus to come. I want to go to heaven with my whole family. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I want my whole family. And I want us all to be together. I'm sorry, to be together for all eternity. Right. Absolutely. That's something. That's what I strive for. I want. Yeah, that's something that 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 my wife. You know, she says sometimes is you know she can't. She can't wait to get to heaven. And uh, and oftentimes I think where that comes yep. from for her is because all the pain and stuff that she's dealt with over the years is just, it's so much, right? You just, your body gets to where you can only handle so much and it's, and it's exhausting. And so you're like, oh, I can't wait till I get to heaven. That way you don't have to deal with this. You don't have to deal with this earthly body anymore and the pain that comes with it. And uh, my response to her always is, well, I can't wait to get there and I want to go really bad. However, I don't feel like God's done with me yet here on earth. I don't think everything has been fulfilled yet. And I want to right. make sure that's all fulfilled before I go. Exactly. And that's, I, I wasn't trying to sound morbid like I um, like I want to die, but I want to be with Jesus. You know, Paul talks about this a lot too in, 
Anyway, Paul, I can't remember where it was at, but all of creation is groaning for Jesus's return. Yeah. And so why wouldn't we want to when when we know that our reward is in heaven, is is light is eternity with Jesus. Well, it's so much better Who than what wouldn't you want that. Yeah, I mean it's a lot better than what you got going on here, which we kind of get yeah. into next. Exactly. So now he's ter- Jesus is turning around now and he's going to give us some things to he's going to give us examples of what not to be like. And judgment is coming when he says, but woe to those uh, to you who are rich. And, you know, that's not he's not saying that you can't have money in this life. He's saying uh, those who are rich, they, they put their f- those who place their faith in possessions while remaining spiritually impoverished. Yeah, you'll get you'll get temporary fulfillment with that money and the things that come with it. But you're not going to get that spiritual fulfillment mm-hmm. that, that God has for you. No. And he goes on to say, for uh, you are already receiving your comfort in full, and there is nothing left to be awarded to you. Mm-hmm. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will be hungry. That's pretty cut and dry. I mean, we yeah. are... We as Americans in a whole are we're well fed, but you want to have faith in God in, in God that He will provide for you. That's where um, instead of trying to do this on your own, it, what He's getting at is here is He wants to be He He wants you to rely on Him. Not don't rely on your own ambitions or on your own. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for, Marshall? Like I don't know. I'm not very good with big big words, but you know, you can't rely rely on yourself. You know, yeah. if if you think you know, I you've got a lot of stuff in the freezer. You've got and that's all on your own doing. Then you're you're down the wrong path. So put your faith in in God that He will provide for you. Woe to you who laugh now, enjoying a life of self indulgent indulgence. For you will mourn and weep and de- deeply long for God. Mm-hmm. Again, cut and dry. Woe to you when all cut and dry. I don't think I really need to. I didn't really need to go into depth on the other one either. But um, yeah, you're all. It's all fine. Well, I hear. I hear. We will go into in, in depth in that. Uh, you think you have it good now, mm-hmm. but in the end, you see that you see that a lot, um, especially the celebrities. Yeah. yeah, they they look happy on the outside, but what do, what do they ultimately need? God. That's why you see such a high rate of uh, suicides. These people look happy because they they have all that earthly stuff. They've got the food. They've got the the riches, but they're 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 still missing something. They're missing God in their life. Yeah, it's all down, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yep. You can sit there and 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 appear to be happy to everybody because you got money, you got the big house, the cars, your bank's loaded, you get all the toys and the fun stuff, and it looks great. You're popular, everybody knows you, whatever. But when it comes down to it, and you go home at the end of the day, what do you have? Who do you have? What do you like? You know, yep. what do you? <laughs> who are you turn into? Yep, and it's that's where it goes in for you. Will mourn and weep and deeply long for God. You don't mm-hmm. find true peace and true happiness without God. Yep. <clears throat> Twenty six. Woe to you when all people speak well of you and praise you, for their fathers used to treat the false prophets in the same way. I don't really know where to go with that one. Um, I assume that it's uh Well I can explain it about not do it. Not because it's how what I know, but just from my little explanation at the bottom of my Bible here that helps me out tremendously. <laughs> but it says many false prophets lived during <laughs> Old Testament times. Uh, they were praised by kings and crowds because they because pre- because their predictions. Uh, prosperity and victory in war were exactly 
what the people wanted to hear, but popularity is no guarantee to tr- of truth and humanity or sorry, and human, my goodness, and human flattery does not bring God's approval. Sadness lies ahead for those who chase after the crowd's praise rather than God's truth. That's what chapter 26 is saying there. I'm sorry. Verse 26. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on just a second. We got while, while Aaron's doing his little thing, um, I, I, I want to say to any, 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 any believer out there, any, any Christian, whether you're new in the faith or not, and especially if you're new in the faith, I highly advise you find yourself a good study Bible. Mine's a life application study Bible. It's the NIV version. But I'd say what this has helped me so much understand the scripture because the scripture can be very uh, difficult to understand. Some of it's plain, you know, and, and it's, it's cut and dry, but some of it, some of it is very, very difficult to understand. So this is something I would advise those of you who are listening. If you're a new Christian or even you've been a Christian for years, get you one of these because it really helps out. Agreed. Agreed. And it doesn't matter. Don't concern yourself over uh, what translation you want to go with, NIV, ESV, Amplified, whatever yeah. it is. <clears throat> get a Bible. Yep. Get, a, get a good study Bible. Um, there's plenty of material out there on the Internet that uh, you can research each one. You can see them side by side. Look for the wording that you can best understand, and because uh, it, it, it's the same message in everything, mm-hmm. you know, in, yep. in every translation, it, it's the same. It, it's the same story. It's it's all God's word. It's mm-hmm. just put in a way either um, translated differently or whatever. But it, it it all boils down to the same thing. So yeah. Don't concern yourself over that. Just get you one. Yep. So verse 27, Jesus says, But I say to you who hear me and pay attention to my words, love, as we've discussed before on this podcast, mm-hmm. that's what that's what we're all about as Christians. And that's, uns- and that's being unselfishly seeking the best or the higher good for your enemies, for the people you don't like, for the people you don't get along with, or even do. Even, I, you know, even the ones that you are friends with, love them. Make it a practice to do good to those who hate you. And I think we can. I think it's safe to say that, and that that goes for everybody, not just those who hate you, but even more for those who hate you, because that's those who hate you are who needs God the most. Yeah. Verse twenty-eight: Bless and show kindness to those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. And we've all heard this one. Whoever strikes you on the cheek, offer him the other one also. Simply ignore, and this is, here's the explanation what that means, is to simply ignore insignificant insults or losses and do not bother to retaliate. retaliate. Maintain, maintaining your dignity. Mm-hmm. Don't sweat the small stuff. He's talking about, you, you don't need to... We we had a saying when we were kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a fact. Whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them from him either. Be hospitable. If they obviously <clears throat> if they wanted to take it, give them more. Show yeah. it, it, it's part of showing kindness, showing God's love. Eventually, they will either see the light or God will have his judgment on them. But they'll get what's coming to them. As far as you're concerned as a Christian, you know, show show your show that love and kindness that that Jesus would. Yeah, pretty much. Like what my Bible says here, it says, 
you know, loving our enemies means acting in their best in their best interest. Um, we can pray for them. We can think of ways to help them. And, and keep in mind that Jesus loves the whole world, even though the world is in rebellion against God. Uh, Jesus asks us to follow his example by loving our enemies. And uh, and then he says, and it says, grant your enemies the same respect and rights as you desire for yourself, uh, which, you know, we all know our enemies, you know, it could be anybody. It could be the person driving down the road and cuts you off, flips you off and starts yelling, screaming, cussing at you, pulls a gun on you. Uh, you know, hey, as hard as it is, <laughs> you got to pray for that gal or that guy. Yep. You know, I mean, I, trust me, that's that's a hard thing for me to do. If someone walked into my house and started stealing stuff or walked in my garage, I call them stealing stuff. And I'm going to sit there and say, go for it, bud. Have it. Take it away. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard yeah. to do. Yeah, it is hard to do. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to pick this up because we're running a little, uh, yeah. getting a little short on time here. But then, you know, ba- the go back and read this. You know, give every uh, give to everyone who asks of you. Whoever takes away what is yours, don't demand it back. Don't be an Indian giver. Mm-hmm. Be be quicker to give than to receive. We see this. We, we tell our kids this all the time. Those of you who have kids, or of course, we've all been kids. We all heard this from our parents. Uh, treat others the same way you'd want to be treated. Yep. You don't want to. If you, it goes on in verse thirty-two. If you only love uh, those who love you, they already love you. What what good is that? Yeah, love those who don't love you. Absolutely. So I I know Aaron, with like and you said, we're running. On. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I know, like you said, we're running short on time. And I know at the beginning of this, you had some key things you wanted to get to towards the end of it. Do you want to kind of skip through some of this and and, and get to that key stuff, and you viewers can go back and read the rest of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really, what I really wanted to cover was the Beatitudes and, uh, the, the blesseds and the woes and, uh, gotcha. and where we're going under this new covenant. And it was, I would just wanted to drive home the fact that, that what Jesus is preaching here is the new covenant is to love your enemies is to love each other. And, mm-hmm. uh, that, that whole section right there, if you go back and read that, uh, go back and read all of chapter six, but uh, he, he goes through several different things, uh, you know, several different um, ideas and and on how examples. That's that's the word I'm looking for on how to treat others. Yeah. I mean, Jesus goes into talking about judging others and he talks about the fruit in people's lives. And, and he teaches about building on a solid foundation. It, it's this is all Jesus teaching throughout this entire chapter. It's, it's amazing stuff. So it's, it's amazing. And I, I love it. And I wish we had more time to, to really discuss it and we could split this up into two episodes, but um, it's pretty self-explanatory and it, it really verse 38. I, I love verse 38. It, mm-hmm. it wraps it. It summarizes everything that he's talking about in this one verse. And it says, give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, with no space for left for more. For the standard of measurement you use when you do good to others, it will be measured to you in return. Yeah. I think that summarizes everything that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You, you notice that when you do, it, you find fulfillment both spiritually and physically when you treat others 
the way you want to be treated. When you show that hospitality that, um, you, you know, you feel good when, when you feed somebody that's hungry, when you give somebody who needs something and, and, and expecting nothing in return. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you're doing it from a, a God hearted perspective, and you're doing it because maybe you're driving down the road and you see somebody on the side of the road and they're holding up that sign. And how many times have you driven by and been like, I don't trust him to give him money. He may go buy drugs with it. Well, that's not between us. That's between God and that person, what they do with that money. And God will deal with them accordingly. But I mean, if you're if you're listening to God, you listen to the Holy Spirit telling you to do something, help somebody, love somebody, whatever it may be, for one, do it. But two, mm-hmm. the the joy and the and the peace and just everything that that, that God blesses you with by doing that it's amazing and it's it's a it's it's well worth it yep and so there towards the end of the thing we're not going to read any more he goes into an analogy about uh not an yeah an analogy or a parable about how we shouldn't uh we are all flawed people Mm -hmm. we all have something we all have our uh shortcomings and how can we like you said, Marshall, that <clears throat> judging others, don't be that, don't judge each other, don't judge each other. How can you look at the speck in your brother's eye when you have a log in your own eye? We have our own problems. <laughs> we're there to lift each other up. Yeah. We're, we're all there. Even Christians, non-Christians alike, we're here to lift each other up and to help support each other as a whole. That's what Jesus is trying to get at here. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so go back. That's funny. Yeah, guys, go back and go listen ahead. to this or go, go back and listen to it. Go back and read all this stuff. It's a, it's a great, uh, it's a, it's a great chapter. Uh, a lot of good stuff here. And, um, and plus it's not just, uh, you know, one of the apostles speaking, it's Jesus speaking. So when, when God speaks, you better listen because it's going to be good. and He's got a good reason for it. That's right. That's all red letters. The red letters. <laughs> There's a reason they're red letters. It's something to listen to. Take to heart. Read it several times. No reason. No, just read it once. Yeah, right. (laughs) You you were you're getting ready to say, Marshall. It's funny that I bring up. Oh well, you you brought up the speck in your own eye. Um, I was, I think I was being judgmental uh, a couple days ago about something or someone. And my wife, she said that to me. She's, you know, oh, don't, you know, be essentially don't be pointing out somebody else's, you know, log and or speck or whatever their sin is when you've got, you know, your own junk. You got you, you have to to mess with and and you know we were just kind of joking with her, but it, it's it, it's a very it's it's scripture for one, but it's a very good you know it's a very true statement. I mean, and you know, ninety yep. percent of the time, if you're judging somebody for something, I guarantee you, if you stop and look at yourself. <laughs> You probably either you're dealing with that same sin or you've dealt with it at some point in time. Yep. Very well put, Marshall. So there you go, guys. Love one another. Treat others like you want to be treated and uh, put your faith and trust in Jesus. That, that pretty cut and dry. Amen. I want to, I'm, I'm looking forward to a glorified body. Mm-hmm. You got that right. <laughs> All right. I, we covered that really quickly, Marshall, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that that pretty well covers chapter six. For the most part, I mean, yeah, we didn't go through the whole thing, but uh, you know, a lot of it's pretty self-explanatory. It's pretty cut and dry. There's not anything that's really in depth there, but uh, yeah, it was good stuff. I love it. Heck yeah! 
All right. I got to I, I gotta hit the road, man. Got to go. Sounds good. Me too. All right. Yeah, dinner's probably ready. But uh, guys, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time, next week on Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Uh, questions, concerns, prayer requests, uh, anything you want us to talk about, mail at undauntedpursuit.com. And uh, you'll hear the rest of it on the outro. So see you guys. See you later. Hey guys, and thank you for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes, good review, leave us five stars, and follow us on YouTube. Click that subscription bell, keep up to date with the newest episodes. And don't forget to follow us on other social media outlets such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com and go to our website at undauntedpursuit.podbean.com. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon, follow us on Patreon, subscribe to our channel there there's a small tier for donations any help any support this podcast is made possible by you the patron we thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time see ya they couldn't see the pride in me buried deep inside of me they said kid you've got some heart they didn't see the dark in me, hidden in the heart of me. So please help me to be something I could never be on my own. Cause on my own, I stand at this wretched heart of stone. Yeah.